Finally, you're going to understand how the nervous system works as best as we can. We're simpletons. But we got the doctor here, Dr. Suki. He's going to explain how our nervous system can literally create our entire reality. It's got this profound influence over our perception, our cognition, even our emotions. So let's geek out together. This is such a fun, cool conversation because you've all got one of these nervous systems. Let's learn about it. Let's jump into it with Dr. Suki. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having Thank me. You. It's an honor. I gotta, totally. I'm going to tell everyone listening right now that he will show up early and he will peek in your office and, and watch you stretch or do push-ups or whatever it is you do before a big meeting. You will be early. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like on the mic going, check one, two, check one, two. I look over my shoulder and there you are just enjoying the view. Yeah. It was good to be here early. Awesome, yeah. I'm a low stress guy. Yeah. Good. There's, good. A, there's a story behind that too. Being a low stress guy? No. Being early. Okay. Why tell me. Well, let's start with it. Oh, simple. I mean, pre-kids, my wife and I, Kate, which you've met, we went down to Vegas and we ran into friends on the day we were flying home and we decided to hang out extra long at the hotel. We showed up at the airport and... You have to arrive, don't quote me on the numbers, something like 45 or 30 minutes precisely before the flight. Mm. And we were one minute late. And we had one of those people at the desk that was like, nope, you can't go through. <sighs> and the next day, I had all these things planned professionally, you know, things going on that, you know, literally we had to scramble big time. It took us like hours to find a flight. We ended up catching a late flight. that was like middle of the night. Next day, I was groggy. So I was like, we're going back <laughs> like what? 17 years ago, 16 years ago, I've never been late for anything since that flight. Wow. And that goes big into, you know, some of the the work that I do when it comes to like the nervous system, when it comes to physics. And, and that's kind of where I live, you know, like, you know, you'd ask me some questions and I'm like, oh man, like I always have to define myself my past. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but we're constantly creating. And I live in this world of physics neuroscience and biology. It's like my whole worldview, personally, mm. professionally, everything I do as, as like a husband, a father, professionally, you know, all these things. And so it's interesting with that story because until I fully process that through my nervous system, I could see myself when I would show up to appointments where it's like I'd get that angst. I get that same biological feeling as if I missed my flight mm. until I'd process that. And then once I'd process that, it just became, as I said, well, now I'm a low stress guy. I like being low stress. So I'd rather show up 10, 15, 20 minutes early than be like, you know, racing through traffic, being stressed out with the people with me, you know, trying to be late. So it's like, you know, that whole, that whole space time sort of thing there. But we can dive more into that. I mean, yeah, you're, we're, we're right into it. I want to get into who, who you are and what you do. But but just to, to jump on the tail end of that, so when we have like a highly emotional experience, like you missing that flight and having to rearrange your whole day, yeah, that affects our nervous system. And I don't know the right terms. Right. That's right. why you're here to teach us. Absolutely. But And it sticks with you. It sticks. It, it sort of programs you to almost anticipate or react in, in fear or respond, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So what you're saying is, yeah, you have these emotions and you have to almost unprogram them out of you. 100%. Right. And, you know, the easy way to remember this kid is think of like the nervous system 
first I'll say is it is the greatest technology on planet Earth. And when I learned this, you know, I spent about a decade in post-secondary school. You know, I got a bunch of letters behind my name. Not important. I don't identify with those letters, but I remember being... Could I identify with those letters? You could. Because that'd be pretty... <laughs> I'd look pretty freaking cool. That would be awesome. PhD. What are the letters? Just for fun. Just for fun. Um, so by training... Um, I'll write these down and I'm going to start I, using them. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a physiologist <laughs> and I'm a doctor of chiropractic. Okay. And... What's a physiologist? I just understand biology. Okay. Yeah. 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 So that, that's what I did my, my undergrad in. And then I did some graduate work and decided to drop in, out of that because I didn't want to go into research. And then I wanted to work more clinical. And, you know, then I was like, you know, do I want to be a medical doctor? Or do I want to be a more holistic doctor? And being more holistic was kind of aligned with who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, I was raised on the other side of the tracks. So I've been around illegal drug pushers so i decided i don't want to be a legal one right <laughs> sure why not <laughs> so i kind of been there done that on the other side of the tracks and the environment i was raised in so you know having said that when i learned wow the greatest technology on the planet lives within us and nobody knows this and nobody knows how to nurture and cultivate this and when i say that the nervous system is a learning technology. It wants to learn. It wants to adapt. It wants to grow. And how does it do that? It does that by processing our environmental experiences. This is where the kind of the physics comes into the whole thing. And think of it like riding a bike. When you first rode a bike, probably didn't feel that great. You're a little boy. Yeah, like the nervous system's learning proprioception, muscle firing, you know, input, balance, you know, don't hit the tree, don't hit the telephone pole, all that sort of thing. And then once you learn how to ride a bike, essentially what happened is your nervous system developed a certain program. So it has a program that fires and wires a certain way. And the nervous system has an unlimited storage capacity. So even if you go 20 years and you haven't ridden a bike, And you show up in, wow, Vancouver, and people ride bikes around Stanley Park. So you go rent a bike, but you haven't ridden one in 20 years. Mm. And you look at the bike, and you may have to think about it. Okay, hands go here, feet go on pedals. But your nervous system now grabs that program from 20 years ago, pushes play on it like the old school cassettes or, you know, discs. And when it pushes play, after a few minutes, you don't have to think about it anymore. Mm. You can just enjoy the view enjoy the seawall enjoy Mm -hmm. the water going around because that program runs it and think about it every morning when you get up you do not have to relearn how to walk you don't have to relearn how to brush your teeth you don't have to relearn how to drive your vehicle because these are constant programs so it's a gift the nervous system does this the challenge comes in is any time you experience stress trauma or challenge the same way that you developed a program for that, you also develop a program for those things. Mm. The stuff you don't want to remember. Well, the stuff you don't want to remember because the nervous system says, hey, I'm a learning technology. And it's like, you know, for me, the path that I've been on, I started reading all these books personally, you know, personal growth, spirituality, and that got me into physics and quantum physics. There was always these ideas of like, you know, when I read the Bhagavad Gita, it's like this oneness, this consciousness. And I'm like, 
what on earth are mm. they talking about? Yes. Didn't even make sense to me, right? Right. But I'm reading it. I'm like, it, it's so kinda, mysterious. It, it's right? kind of cool, right? <laughs> and then I realized, oh, wow. When I was learning neurology in university, I said, the nervous system doesn't believe in the world of duality. It doesn't see anything as negative and positive. It sees everything as an experience to learn. And really, the nervous system sees everything as energy. Mm, right. So all yeah. these experiences, physical, mental, emotional, chemical, are nothing more than subatomic particles. Protons, electrons, and neutrons. Right. Not good or bad. Not good or just bad. Things. Just things. Energy. energy. Just energy, right? So let's, let's dive into some concepts in physics. First law of thermodynamics. Energy cannot be created. Energy cannot be destroyed. Energy can only be transformed. So when we have a stress or trauma, it's simply our nervous system didn't have the bandwidth or capacity to learn and grow the way it did, like riding a bike. So the nervous system stores it, and it stores it within the autonomic nervous system. The autonomic nervous system represents 95% of what controls our mind and body. 95%. Hmm. In fact, our conscious awareness is only 5%. So in a large way, we can't see 95% of what's around us. That's mind-blowing, isn't it? Kind of. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> right? Oh, like, crack the door. We're getting into it right here. Yeah, okay? we're, we're getting into well, it, listen, right? I just want to remind you guys, we're in the, the lobby of the Paradox Hotel, so there's like things happening in the lobby, like a pool table, and you're going to hear some balls, you know. That's, I, was what, I was like, are people blowing us up? What's going yeah. on? But That's I feel, okay. I like the That's cool okay. air. It's good. It's we're getting good. into it, man. I mean, we're this is like, uh, this is the stuff, this right? This is the stuff, right? This is stuff that's, that we're experiencing living and we're not even aware of it exactly. all the time. We're on sort of half the time on autopilot. Yeah, And totally. before we go any further, I want to say that, that not only do I, I'm so looking forward to nerding out with you right now. <laughs> like, in the, you don't even know. You don't even know. It's funny. I actually was bringing in. So I dusted off some of my old books, uh, nice. like that. I like I and I was gonna sh to prove to you. Like yeah. I wanted to prove. Look, no, I really love this stuff. And then I left it on my kitchen counter. Nice. But uh, like the old nerd, like the like holographic universe. Oh yeah. And like some books like that. Oh, yeah, that, like, I've read that. That's that, awesome. Books Ta like that. Talbot, that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. The stuff that like talking about like the zero point energy field and. Yeah. I was so into that yeah. for a few years. I read everything I get my hands on. That's awesome. Um, I haven't revisited this topic in right. many years. Yeah, you know, you kind of get into it and you move on to other things, and that did lead me to either spiritual books and sort of, right? You know, but there's like a journey we all go on for sure. Um, but I also think I really need this conversation today because, like so many other people, I feel like I'm going through a turbulent, uncertain time right in my life. Yeah. And as luck would have it, just two days ago, I, I really pulled a rib. That's why, if I seem a little bit low energy, I'm, I'm actually a little more yeah. perky. <laughs> Maybe it's good. I'm a little more tame with you. Yeah. But um, I, I really pulled a rib, so I, I can only take half a breath right now. Um, and I can't laugh, so don't say anything funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I saw something you posted on, on Instagram that talked about when you couldn't lift the heavy box. Yeah. Do you, remember, do you recall that post you made? made me really look at maybe this is a result of my nervous system reacting to stress of the week or or month or, or five month. years it's like you're experiencing something in your body it's making you feel uncomfortable so it's pulling your attention hmm. and i'd like to like 
refer to this as the effect of another cause. We have, including me, I was raised, I was born in Glasgow, Scotland. I was raised in East Van. And we have been domesticated, indoctrinated, that when we feel uncomfortable or pain, what's the fastest thing that we can do to feel comfortable? Mm. Take a pill, do this, you know, mm. rub it, this, that. And the reality is, like I said, nervous system's a learning technology. And so when these experiences start to build up, what happens is the nervous system moves to a place of an absence of coherence. So we lose coherence. Mm. When we lose coherence, there's, these are verified. EEGs do this, brainwave states. When right now we're focused, you know, we're, mm -hmm. we're in a state where we're you know, trying to solve a math equation, if you will. We're in high beta waves if you measured our nervous systems. So when we lose coherence, we can't drop into a low alpha or theta state. When we sleep, we go into low alpha theta and the nervous system integrates and processes the inputs that we experienced that day. Remember I said the nervous system is a learning technology. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, sleep is so important. You, you talk to any high-level athlete, they say, you know, what's your secret? Sleep. You know, LeBron James sleeps 12, 13 hours a night. Damn. Better 12, 13 hours a night. So it's like, like forget about food, forget about nutrition. Number one is sleep. Why? Because that's where cell regeneration, that's where neurological adaptation, that's where your nervous system creates these new programs. So when these experiences build up, I call them patterns, it locks a part of your nervous system in the biology of the original experience. That creates incoherence. As a result of that, remember I said the nervous system controls 95% of the show. So, okay, so can you say that last 20 seconds again? Oh, geez, what'd I say? No, man, that, that's why I'm asking you. God, you're so smart. So, okay, you have an experience that locks it in. So, so, okay. So, when you have an experience mm -hmm. that you haven't learned and grown from, it's an okay. un. When you learn and grow from it, you integrate it. So, let's use the example of riding a bike. You can ride okay. a bike. So, you've integrated that experience when you're four, five, six okay. years old. Learn. Little boy. You, 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 you learned the lesson. It's. It's ingrained in you. It's ingrained okay. in you. Your nervous system has learned, grown, evolved from it. It's now created a program that's available for you anytime to access. Okay. Right? Same thing going to school. You know, you learned, you couldn't figure out two plus two. Like right now, you know, our kids, you know, mm. five and six and five years old. Yeah. They're just learning the basics. Yeah. But eventually, you know, two plus three is five. And they know that. But right now, they got to scratch their head and kind of think it through. Right. Because they haven't developed the neurological adaptation for that math pattern. Gotcha. Same thing here. Okay. So when we learn, we've taken a small step on our growth and evolutionary steps, neurologically, biologically, cellularly. We are here to learn and grow. Okay. So when we don't learn and grow, then the nervous system says, well, we haven't learned and grown from this experience. So I'm going to store it in my back pocket. And this ah. is a part of the autonomic nervous system that lives, I call them neurological centers. They live from up from our pineal pituitary gland all the way down to our lower pelvis. There's seven of them. It's a foundation of my work. Okay. So what are they called again? They're called? I call them neural centers. Neuro, neuro neurological centers. centers. Yeah. Okay. So and if you learn something or if you have an experience that you haven't learned from it, yeah. your body says, going to take this information. And store it. Store it somewhere. Okay. Store it. 
and it says, you know what, we haven't learned and grown from it, but I don't want you to keep having this challenging experience. Instead, we can store the information and when we go relaxed, rest, time, daily activities, you can integrate and process it. Hmm. But what do we do? You know, our society, I lived in India for a year. They, they did things differently. I lived with yogis and sages in northern India for some time. Very different lifestyle. You can ask me about that later. But here, well, I don't feel happy. Guess what? Half a glass of wine's not enough. I'm going to have a full glass. Mm. Well, guess what? Half a bottle. Oh, I'm going to go for the full bottle. Next day, I'm feeling tired. Oh, two cups of coffee. Oh, midday, another cup of coffee. We keep burning ourselves out. And we, you know, we might know these things like, you know, adrenal burnout. Mm-hmm. That is like an eight to 10 year journey. Mm. People don't get adrenal burnout in eight days or eight months. It is literally like a decade of built up, burning the candle, nervous system in high beta state, not getting into low alpha theta when we sleep so it can learn and grow. Keeps tapping us on the shoulder. So let me give you a statement that's going to help you understand how potent and powerful you are. And everybody listening, this is how potent and powerful we all are. Fritz Albert Pop, leading biophysicist, he measures light emissions in the human body. Like, check this out. There's approximately 100 trillion cells that make up our mind-body temple. I call it a temple because it's amazing. Mm. Approximately 100 trillion cells. He measures light emissions from these cells. The human nervous system is responsible for coordinating every action and reaction in a cell and he measures light emissions and he says every cell goes through approximately 100,000 chemical reactions every second. Yeah. 100 trillion cells, 100,000 chemical reactions every second, perfectly coordinated by the human nervous system. Wow. Like so profound, right? Yeah. So so that, <laughs> Hard to wrap your mind around it, that. It really is. And and you think about it like you and me, we we're created inside our mother's body from two cells and about 40 weeks later, 100 trillion cells, two arms, two legs, two eyes. This is the message I always have for people. The intelligence that created us as single cell organisms to 100 trillion cells never abandons us when we're born. We just haven't been taught how to cultivate and nurture it like a gardener. Mm. So in this case here, sure, there can be acute blunt trauma. Like if you said to me, Suki, I was, you know, playing baseball and uh, a guy swung a bat and popped me in the rib cage with the bat. That's an acute injury. Mm-hmm. I right. would say in my experience being in this game professionally for 23 years, probably two to three experiences are acute. The other like 97, 98, it's what I'm talking about. It is the buildup of chronic patterns, physical, mental, emotional, chemical, built up, and the nervous system moves to lower and lower levels of coherence. Communication of those cells and tissues gets disrupted because now some of the neural load is going to the biology of those past experiences. When you lose coherence, we go into sympathetic tone, the body's releasing low-grade levels, adrenaline, cortisol, epinephrine, norepinephrine, feeling less peace, less at ease. I mean, we know this. The world went through this mm-hmm. the last three, four years. Like, the world... Very collective experience. Collective experience yeah. in that state of being, right? 
people you thought you knew, you're having conversations, and you're like, it didn't seem like themselves. Well, of course they didn't, because their entire nervous system, biology, consciousness is hijacked because the nervous system doesn't know the difference between past, between present, between future. Mm. Anything that we've experienced in our past that we're still processing will hold the biological load there into mm. this moment. Now, we're going to flip this around. You can see my shirt. This is given to I'm me. I'm so glad you wore this because yeah. as, as a fan and follower on Instagram, <laughs> you're always wearing the Hope Dealer t-shirt. I'm like, so, is he going to wear the Hope Dealer? <laughs> so, so this was, um, so I, I mentor healthcare practitioners and this was giving me some docs. Um, they gave me a hat. I made the shirt. They're like, that's like you, dude, like Hope Dealer. And hope, it's so genius. And, like and, and, and hope is like, there's three elements of hope, right? Hope is knowing your future can be better than your present moment, mm. knowing that. That's the first part of hope. The second part is you have what it takes within you. I've just finished telling everybody about the beautiful technology that lives within them. It's there. Mm -hmm. You might not have known it's there, but I'm telling you right now, you're listening to this, it's there. The greatest technology on the planet lives within us. Mm. Number three, are you willing to roll up your sleeves and get to work? Mm -hmm. That's what hope is. Right. And that's what it is. So what I'm saying is not doom and gloom. In fact, it's amazing because when we think about all those things from the past, it's, you know, as a healthcare practitioner, I'll say all I've done is shift people from one identity of symptom, sickness, and disease to a new identity of wholeness, unity, and connection. That's really all I've done. Mm. And sure, people have shown up with all these different things, you know, and everything I've done from being able to speak, to teach, to mentor, that's all I've done. So remember, the nervous system doesn't know the difference between past, between present, between future. So we're sitting here right now and we think, well, goodness, who would I like to become? What would that look like? You see, the nervous system is how we make sense of our reality. It's our perception system. It's what we see, smell, taste, touch, hear. And if we know we're in the process of becoming someone, something, athlete, parent, career, business, employee, student, whatever it is, and in our perceptual and slick the idea of visualization i'm like well i don't believe in visualization i'm i believe in a pure full-on sensory experience when we can put ourselves in that we begin to interact this is where the physics comes in with the unified field around us because it's all energy and when we have a full sensory experience what we start to do is we start to develop those neurological programs that are of the same frequency as that experience in the field. Mm -hmm. So when we think of physics. Sorry, real quick. Yeah. Isn't that what visualization is or the, or the goal of it? That's the goal of visualization. Yeah. But here's the challenge. You see, the challenge comes in is, do I believe in positive thinking? Do I believe in visualization? Yes, I do. And it's incomplete. So, so it's when people throw around visualization, I'm visualizing yeah. the house that I want. Yes. 
you're, people are throwing that around. Yes. Instead of like taking it down to like boiling it down to the, the true cause, which is you visualize it until you smell the paint and feel the, the carpet or the hardwood floor you want. You feel the grain in the hard, like you, you are, you think you're there. You're there. That you're when you open your eyes, you're shocked that you're not there. Yes. So, so, 100%. okay. So what you've done right there is, Remember I, th- I said everything in the universe is energy. Energy can't be created, can't be destroyed, only transformed. You have transformed every proton, electron, neutron in your system to be in that resonance. This is what that does. We, he- here's what thinking does. When you have a thought with a crystal clear intention, you send out an electrical message. Remember I said we can't see 95% of what's around us. Mm-hmm. So there's this this field around us, which 1% kid of our reality is matter. 99% is energy. Like, and, and we know this. Know it's, it's crazy, it's right? It's crazy, right? Like, like, <laughs> like oxygen. Can we see oxygen? No, yeah. but we breathe it. Yeah. We have the experience of breath. So we know oxygen's around us. We, you know, assume, well, I guess it's oxygen. So, you know, yeah, you know, I was, I studied all Einstein's books and Einstein said, when you get into quantum physics, things get nutty. Mm. They get nutty. So mm. what I'm saying, yeah, it's nutty. So if you're feeling like this guy's nutty, yeah, <laughs> we're talking about yeah. nutty stuff. It's yeah. weird. It's really weird. But here's what happens. When we have a crystal clear intention of what I want to become, we send out an electrical single. When that signal goes out, there's waves of possibility all around us. This is the unified field. This is physics. Mm. Now, Waves exist as possibilities. In order to collapse those waves into particles allows them to make a quantum leap from a field of energy, energy can only be transformed into particle to matter. Now, when I have that crystal clear intention, I have to now close the loop with what I call a magnet. So I call it the electromagnetic blueprint. I changed my blueprint. A new identity is okay. plain English. Clear, still clear intention. And we can talk about things, you know, an example. You become that, like you visceral, that new house, the paint, you smell it, the carpet, oh, the, you know, the beautiful, you know, uh, quartz. You yeah, know, talk about hardwood counters. floors. The women don't want carpet. <laughs> yeah. Hard, hard, that's hard, that's why floors. I switched it up. They yeah, want nice yeah, hardwood yeah. floors. Nice hardwood <laughs> floors. <laughs> Um, you know, whatever it is, you know, those nice, beautiful gold handles in the kitchen. Yeah. I think that's in right yeah, now. Yeah. And when you're having that, then the field around us then begins to pull these waves into particles. And then we become that and we actually manifest that. Mm. And like this, I'll give you a real world example. Like Kate and I, you've met Kate, my wife. We've been together for 18 years. And I said, I remember being on a Friday, I'm like, I'm ready to meet my wife. I've been through, you know, roller coaster ride, different relationships. And I went, so guy's like, I, I met my friend from university. He's like, I got something for you. He, it was online dating. So we're going I got back. something for you. <laughs> it's like, it's like 18 years ago, <laughs> online dating, right? right. But me, so what do that, I do? Is that, what is that, like a MySpace? Like, <laughs> were you online dating 18 years ago? <laughs> Plenty of fish. Plenty of fish. Okay, yeah, I, I know, yeah. There you go. There I remember you go. those days. <laughs> Which, ironically, um, you know, original founders of Plenty of Fish, the couple, Kate actually knows them well. That's that's the funny story. He's got his winery in Kelowna now. Yeah, whatever. There you yeah, go. Yeah. There you go, Annie. And so, <laughs> you know, with that, it's, I just became so clear on who this person was. And literally, 
I met her online 48 hours later. We talked every single night. And when I actually met her in person, we we met down coffee shop right by English Bay, went for a walk, you know, safe. Make sure she's not an axe killer. Of course. <laughs> and vice versa. <laughs> so I'm walking and it was crazy, kid, because I had this feeling come over me. And this, and again, I had a full sensory experience before of who she was, you know, her values, her personality, her energy, everything. And I'm walking with her and I've never had this before. You know, people say like, oh, you just know when you're supposed to be with that one. You just like, you have a feeling. Yeah. I had that. Literally, it was a wave of energy that came over me. And I looked at Kate and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this woman. Wow. And then my next thought was, well, I guess I better get to know her because <laughs> I only known <laughs> yeah. her for six days. It's like, I, it wasn't wow. like I'm in love with you. It wasn't that. Yeah. It was like, oh my goodness, I am going to spend the rest of my life with this woman. It was like this, so, this energy. So, oh God, there's, I mean, I feel like this is going to be my first ever 10 hour podcast. <laughs> Honestly, man. so speaking my jam right now, what part of your brain is telling you Maybe this, and maybe you don't have an answer for this. I don't know. Like, how, how do you, what, what's telling you that, that, okay. So that, is it that, a, is it a okay. field okay. of energy or okay. information that's okay. going, okay, this matches up or what's happening in that moment when you're like, oh my God, I'm going to live my life with this girl. So when we talk about the nervous system, two and a half percent of the nervous system is the mind, the conscious mind. This is where majority of humanity. Two and a half percent of the nervous system. Nervous system. Okay. Is the conscious mind. So our thoughts. You know, that's why positive thinking, it, you're only operating at two and a half percent. Imagine running two and a half percent of your computer system. Your oh, yeah. Phone. It's like I'm oh. running on 50, 50 percent of a lung. <laughs> that's bad go. enough. <laughs> bad enough. The other two and a half percent is your feelings. So you're feeling you feel cold. You feel nervous. You mm. feel warm. You feel sad. Your feelings. Ninety five percent of your nervous system is your autonomic nervous system is a part that controls your heart rate. Part that digests your food. The mm. Part when you know I'm getting hot here, I'm starting to sweat a bit. Mm. I didn't tell my body to start sweating. Crack my the door for you. <laughs> my, my 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 autonomic nervous system started activating my sweat glands. Mm. I start sweating. My core temperature comes down. So it's the autonomic part. But two and a half percent thoughts, two and a half percent feelings, ninety five percent emotions, energy and motion. So to answer your Ooh. Call, Energy so and obvious. motion. Yes. That just hit me. So it wasn't Emotions are energy and motion. Energy and motion. Oh, Emotions. Damn, right? dude, that's good. Yeah. That's good. And so when you get, like you want to talk about like, you know, whether it's manifestation, stepping into new identity beyond symptom, sickness, disease, whether it's a career path, being an athlete, um, it is, you know, you said, do I believe in visualization? Of course I do, but it's incomplete. Do I believe in positive thinking? Of course I do, but it's incomplete. When you get yourself into the emotion, the energy in motion, you become it. You see it. You smell it. You taste it. You hear it. You feel it. That was the experience. Mm. It was like this knowing. See, in my mind, yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. questioning. It wasn't like, I think I'm going to. It was like, I was like, it was like, I was shocked. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with this woman. And she's like, I've known her for six days. Mm. And it was just this feeling. And. You know, and then obviously we've been together, we're married, have children, and, you know, we had these conversations. And, yeah, she knew, you know, a couple months in, she knew she was going to mm. spend the rest of my I was like, I knew that first night I met you. Now, obviously, wow. I didn't tell her that. Well, yeah, it's not a good move. <laughs> it's not, not a, a good, good move. move. <laughs> 
I did not. I think I told her that four months later. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah. that's just that. Yeah. Might have screwed it up a little bit. I might have. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's well, what it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I have, a, I have a, an experience with um, the visualization. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, where, you know, we weren't in a position to buy a house at the time. Right. But I woke up every morning at three and I was doing a morning show. Mm. So I already had to get up pretty early in the morning. Yeah. So before my morning show, I would get up and I would meditate and visualize from three till 4 a.m. Beautiful. And I, every single day. I don't do that now. <laughs> this is before kids. Yeah. But I was very committed. Yeah. And it was a huge confidence, confidence booster because I, I stuck to it for an entire year. I did this. Yeah. From three till four in the morning. I'd get up, sit there. I'd visualize I, I, every grain in the wood, you know, in the hardwood floor, every, what the windows looked like, you know, that we were going to have a little, little tiny home gym over here. And, and I would put myself in the place of this house. Yeah. And by the end of that year, we had that house. Amazing. Now, we don't have that house anymore. I ended up getting fired from the job. Yeah. And the mortgage was huge. But right. the more of the story is we got there. And I always remember that. And sometimes I get disappointed in myself that I've experienced that mm-hmm. and I've learned that lesson. Yet I still will find myself in, you know, all these years later, right. forgetting the lesson. Right. And I'm like, dude, I know this this shit works. Yeah. Pardon my French. Yeah. I know this works. Yeah. Why am I not applying the lesson I've already learned? The mind is weird with some of these things, some of these nutty things it is. that Einstein calls nutty. Yeah. We experience it and then sometimes we let go of it. And I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what my issue is. Can I can I tell you the mechanics of what you did? Okay. Just to help you understand it. Yeah, yeah. So when you got up at three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. There is an opportunistic window when the world around us is quiet and we wake up because it's what I call you put yourself in a state of sensory deprivation. Mm. So now your nervous system doesn't have to worry about what's out there. The world's quiet. Your lights are dark. You know, you probably put on a nice little salt lamp in the corner. It's just like dim. I was actually in a soundproof room. There you go. I'm not even kidding. I had a little, Sen- a little sensory, studio at home. Exactly. Sensory yeah. deprivation. I couldn't hear anything. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I like things like float tanks and all that are awesome mm. because it's sensory deprivation. So what happens is you're not like with a list like this piece of paper here in high beta. You're already in a mid alpha state and you say, hey, I'm going to meditate for the next hour and I'm going to bring myself, I'm going to be awake, but I'm going to put myself in a low alpha, high theta state. Remember the 95% of the nervous system I talk about, the autonomic nervous system? Yeah. In order to enter the operating system, you must be in a low alpha, high theta state. You cannot be in a beta, high alpha state. Can you explain the states a little bit? Sure. Just like, yeah, not in depth, but like kindergarten level. Okay. Okay. Beta is... You know, we're having a conversation right now. We're critically thinking. You're driving through traffic. Somebody's handed you a, you know, mathematical equation. You're critically thinking. You're high beta. You're in a meeting, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, beta is you're on the ball. 
Yeah, you're on it. You're doing it. You're on it. Okay. You're doing it. Okay. Uh, like when I walked in here, you were doing a sound check. You were in high like, beta. One, two. Check one, two. Check one, two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> low alpha is slightly below that. So low alpha will be the state that you and I will be in after we record this podcast. Mm. We've been in high beta. We're just chilling out. We're still, you know, you're probably doing some, you know, post-production stuff here. Make sure it recorded. You're still thinking about a few mm. things, but you're not on right. fully. Okay. okay. Yeah. Low alpha is what it feels like after you've had a pretty intense workout. Low alpha. Low alpha. Okay. Pretty intense workout or really intense. You're chilling on a chair. You're having a glass of water and you're just like, you're just like kind of staring at the wall. Mm -hmm. Right. Theta is you're in a dreamland state. Theta is where we go to when we actually sleep. And when you're in theta is when you commune with the unified field. In beta, you cannot. Because in beta, you're in pure matter, mm. the 1% of reality. So you're trying to change matter with matter if you're in high beta. Mm. So if you say to myself, hey, I know all these principles, but I'm not doing it, it, it would be my polite way of saying to you, well, probably, likely, the last one to four years have been a little bit stressful for you you're in a higher state of beta. Mm. So the idea of getting the low alpha theta is so foreign for your nervous system. Yes. Because you're just trying to like, you're just trying to make it work. And yeah. you're, you're in a low grade, I call it, it's called a dorsal vagal sympathetic response. And you're just kind of rolling up your sleeves to just trudge forward, mm. right? And, and we go through phases, you know, it's just honor. Dude, that, what that you just phase. said, that makes so much sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's because... <laughs> At that point in my life, it just seemed like second nature to yeah. do that. Yes. And the last few years, when you said one to four years, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. He's also a psychic. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, like, not, that, I'm not a psychic. <laughs> but you're right. That's exactly it. It's, it that seems so foreign yeah. to me. It is. Yeah. And I would actually beat myself up a little bit because I'm like, mm. I know that works. Why am I not into doing it? Right. Um, but you're right. I've been in, I've been in roll up sleeve, go, go, go exactly. mode. Exactly. Mm. So... When you got there, you drop into the operating system. So now you can change energy with energy because mm. now you're there. Now you're in the field. Now you can make this happen. You can begin moving into the emotional state, the energy and motion of the new house with those no carpets, only hardwoods. <laughs> 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 and and have yeah. that experience because yeah. you're able to do that because your lifestyle around you likely didn't put you in to a sympathetic response. You're in parasympathetic. Mm. You're in coherence. When you're in coherence, then the nervous system is doing what it's supposed to do. It's dancing. It's moving. It's creating. It's evolving. It's growing, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, consciously. That's what we're here to do. We're here mm -hmm. to grow and evolve and adapt. And I always say to people, I go, yeah, when you stop doing that and you turn, you know, close to our age, I'm a little bit older than you. I turned 50 this year. What happens is we call that a midlife crisis because mm. we're not growing. We're not adapting. We're not evolving. And you're oh. scratching your head thinking, you know, shit. Sorry. I don't know. I'm allowed yeah, to say no, that. It's all, um, yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> like, you're like, shit. Like, is this it? So what I signed up for for the next 20, 30 years. Because it's like the same thing. So that's what a midlife crisis day. is. That, so it's mid when you stop learning. You stop learning. You stop growing. And so what happens is today, 
becomes a set of memorized programs in your nervous system that you're just pushing play on. You've, you've done, mm-hmm. we've both done this before, a familiar path that you've driven on. You zone out in the highway for like 15, 20 minutes. You're like, oh my goodness, we're already home. Mm-hmm. That's an example of a midlife crisis in your entire life is like that. Wow. Because you're just running the old programs. Yeah. So then today's is just a series of yesterday's. Yeah. And with all due respect, the highest vibrational states of emotion, there's four of them, love, gratitude, inspiration, enthusiasm. Mm. They're the highest. I mean, I listened to the podcast you just did with, I think it was Josh, uh, motivator guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, Zach. Zach, Zach, Zach sorry, yes. sorry, Zach. MD motivator. MD motivator. Yeah. Why has what he's done blown up? I'll tell you why. Here's the physics and neurology. Because he is having people experience love. Nothing has calibrated higher than the vibrational frequency of love. Mm. I mean, I watched a handful of his videos with Kate, and we're both in tears. Yeah, right. You know, seeing that guy, you know, I just went through chemo. He's at a Canucks game. His son's there. I'm just like bawling my eyes out because I'm feeling love. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. And so when we are in a high beta state, the emotions of love, inspiration, gratitude, and enthusiasm are void in our life. And we want to experience them, and we have glimpses of them, but we can't access them on demand. And that's important to understand. So it's taking a step back and thinking about our lives like, holy, like, what am I still holding on to? And then who would I like to become? So it's like, it's almost looking at these three areas. Here's the future. Here's the present moment. And here's the past. And looking at, you know, what do we do when we get up in the morning? God, get up in the morning. It's like, we, we get up, we do our bathroom dance, we grab our phone, we check our texts, we check our social media, we check our emails, we go up, we make a tea, copy. We do the same shit day in, day out, reminding our nervous system of who we were yesterday. Mm. So like, I, I always go to people, like people who, you know, um, who, my students, participants, whatever you want to call them, I'm like, change it up. Brush your teeth with a different hand. You know, mm. brush your teeth with your right hand, go with your left hand. Change it up. You know, if you wash your face first, you know, go pee first. If you go pee first, wash your face first. <laughs> like, right. change it up. Right. When you change it up, you start to change and trick the nervous system. Any athlete understands this. If you do the same workout every day for 20 years, do you get stronger, fitter, faster? Absolutely not. That's why every athlete has strength and conditioning coach coaches. You have to change it up because we have to surprise the body continually because that's how evolution happens. Kids are great for that. I uh, I learned to, right? <laughs> I'll keep you on your toes. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Kids, kids oh are great God. for that. Yeah. Keep your brain just uh, guessing. <laughs> oh, mama mia. <laughs> guessing a, a way too much. I think there's a certain line. Um, no, I, lear- I learned this lesson a few years ago. I guess about five years ago. We went to this um, uh, vacation in Hawaii at the Disney Resort there. Okay. I can't remember what it's called, but it's like epic, amazing. Nice. I've never been there. It was amazing. Analu uh, 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 or... It starts with an A. Anyways, we went there. We were there for like 10 days. I sort of got, it felt like a month. It just felt, we were there. It was incredible. So the next year we're like, man, we got to go back to that place. It was incredible. Went back for 10 days. Felt like three days. 
Right. And I'm like, man, this is not, this something's wrong here. Yeah. And I broke it down because I'm a geeking out, nerdy guy with all this stuff too. And I'm like, wow, okay, well, we already knew where the best, you know, restaurant was. We already knew where the best spots were by the pool were. We already knew how to get the chairs for the beach. We knew everything. Right. <clears throat> so there was no discovery or exploration or nothing new. It was just running on the pattern from the year previous. Right. And, and uh, that's when I realized you have to, you have to go somewhere fresh. Yes. Because that's part of the, that's part of the fun. Part of the juice. That's part of it. And it literally adds time. Yeah. Like it. So that actually made me even question what time is. Right. Because if time, um, I, we were there 10 days, honestly, it felt like a long weekend. I'm like, this is the worst. Right. And the same thing is if, if you go, if you sit around the house for three days on a long weekend versus going to Whistler, yeah. you go to Whistler and you feel like, man, come back on this, from this great adventure. It feels like a week. Right. A long weekend at home sitting on the couch feels like, like you've had one day off work. Right. So there's a real interesting tie into experiences and new experiences like yeah. what you just said switch yes. it up do something different yes uh, does that Absolutely. make sense what i'm saying it makes total sense yeah. and, and and when you think of again we'll geek out on physics for a moment space and time so like here to hawaii has space the first time you went the what what collapses the space is time you get on a flight here you arrive there you have the experience there you get back home because there's a series of experiences that you haven't experienced, time is expanded and the space is expanded. The second time you went, there was a familiarity. So now not everything was new. Some of it was old. So now you're running on a combination of old programs and some new experiences but the experience of space because of the time, because of the familiarity, closed it. So seven days felt like three days. Mm. It's like sitting home on the couch for a long weekend feels like an hour. Going to Whistler for the weekend feels like I just had a beautiful vacation. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, and that's an example of it because you're changing it up. We, we need, remember I said, nervous system wants to grow and evolve mm. constantly. So by doing the same thing over and over again, it's not growing. You're so, not growing. So new experiences equals growth. New experiences equals growth, which is creating a new identity every single phase of your life. Mm. And I say phase of life, like I'm in a phase of life now where, you know, my daughters are 10 and seven years old. So being a father is, is a certain phase. Cause I already know I have friends who have teenagers. Well, guess what? Their teens don't want to hang with them. <laughs> right. <laughs> My kids can't get enough of me now. Yeah, They're like yeah. begging me to spend time with them. But I know what's around the corner yeah. in several years because they're going to be hanging out with their friends, going to the mall or whatever they're going to yeah. be doing. That's yeah. a different phase, right? So it's like constantly because remember what I said, when we don't learn or have newness in our perceptual lens, in our reality, we're simply running on old programs. Mm. We're setting ourselves up for a midlife crisis. Right. Can I ask you a dumb question? Yeah. You've probably already answered this, <laughs> but my brain is in so many different places right now. By the way, that made, I, I actually feel emotional you saying that about reminding about kids growing up and not wanting to hang out with you. Yeah. You know, it's my, my boys want to be with me and it's, it's, uh, 
to think that they won't yeah. shortly is is kind of sad. It is. Um, but yeah. Mike, Mike, back to my question was okay. So if new experiences equals growth, how then do we make sure we're having experiences that? Because you said there's some experiences that we we just store somewhere. Um, and I forget what you call them, like the seven pockets. Neural centers. Neural centers. Unintegrated processed information. So how do we make sure information and experience is integrated? And, and sorry, we'd say it again. Yeah. So, <laughs> how, so, how so do you, all, all those things in our back pocket. Yeah. How, how do you make sure that information gets integrated is what I'm yeah, saying. Right. So, so we can learn and grow from right. what you know we experienced in the past. Right. Is it the quality of the experience? No. It's actually, so it goes back to our brainwave state and our nervous system. When we have those experiences, the nervous system gets pushed into high beta, into sympathetic tone. Again, specifically, it's called a dorsal vagal response. Really geek out. The vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve. It's the backside of the 10th cranial nerve. I don't even know <laughs> what language you're speaking anymore. That, okay. that creates this sympathetic tone. So okay. we know like sympathetic tone is like if you and I walked out of here and it was like a pack of wolves that like started chasing us. Mm-hmm. We're like red alert. Our entire sensory system is like, you know, if you hand it as a simple question, we could not answer it. Because, I mean, you're trying to figure out how to get up on your shoulders. Yeah. That's what I'll, <laughs> that's what I'll be doing. <laughs> so like that's sympathetic. It's yeah. like fight or flight, survival. Okay. And that's very important, very necessary. In fact, our entire species wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the sympathetic response. Mm-hmm. But we need adaptability in the nervous system to move in and out of a sympathetic response into parasympathetic. And sympathetic, oh God, we're really geeking out. Every seven years, all 100 trillion cells are brand new. Seven years. Seven years, 14, 21, 28, 35, 42. We regenerate, regrow every seven years. Our whole bodies are most of it. All of it. What about scar tissue? Scar tissue is not a part of cells. It's the effect of a buildup of something else. Okay. Like okay. an inflammatory response would create certain scar tissue within the body. Okay. Or like you have a surgical, you know, incision. Yeah. And now scar tissue develops around there, you know, in terms of stabilization. I thought it was going to help you there, but. No. No. Um, <laughs> But hey, I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers, I know, man. I, I know. <laughs> I, I know one or two things. So I, far, I you do. Damn, <laughs> pretty good, man. So, the the key thing is, though, in order to integrate, is we have to get ourselves out. Remember what I said? In our society, a glass of wine's not enough for a good time. Got to mm. go for a bottle. Right. One cup of coffee's not enough. I need two or three. It's just we just keep burning. You know, we just keep burning the candles on both ends. We're not resting as well as we do. We blow ourselves up with technology and blue light, you know, before we go to bed, all that sort of stuff. So we have to allow the opportunity for our nervous system to move from that high beta into the low alpha, into theta. That is where we integrate. That's where we heal. That's where we move into parasympathetic. Okay, did answer the question. So in sympathetic... Remember I said we're brand new every seven years. Mm-hmm. There is more. See, the father of modern medicine, Pocatry, said all living organisms are growing and dying simultaneously. We know this. Like our skin sheds, mm-hmm. you know, um, hair, women have longer hair. Oh, I have split ends. They have to cut them. 
So there's cell breakdown, cell growth. Obviously, we have young children. You know, they're born, they're five years old, they're 10 years old. There's way more cell growth as opposed to cell breakdown in children. Mm -hmm. Yet when we go through life, that starts to change. It's our lifestyle that determines how quickly that change happens. Mm. So in sympathetic, there's more cell breakdown and degeneration, which leads to symptoms, sickness, disease, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. In parasympathetic, cells and tissues reorganize and regenerate with better shape, better structure, and therefore optimal functioning. Mm. You know, try, try like rolling down the street with a tire that's square. <laughs> Right. You know, cells have a certain structure and that dictates their function. That only lives in parasympathetic tone. So we have to take a step back from our lifestyle. We have to clean the plate. Essentially, it's simple. Anything stressful we need to remove. And then we need to allow ourselves to go into those states. That's why, you know, I'm not a meditation expert by any means. But some people on the outside might see me as that. Because what I do is take people through experiences where they get their nervous system into the low alpha theta, which is coherence, which is parasympathetic, which is allowing the system to regenerate and reorganize the way it's supposed to. Mm. You have symptoms in your ribs. Those are the effects of that part of your body not having the right shape, the right structure and function, and your intelligent body is saying, listen up, kid, I don't want you to end up, you know, dead or in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. so i'm going to give you this crazy symptom so you start to look at this and when you start to process and integrate and you have a choice you can start popping advils to make yourself comfortable you know outside in symptom management or you can go in and figure out what your system's working through through integration by getting yourself so things like meditation meditation is a tool to get you into coherence not Mm -hmm. every meditation does that But when you move into coherence, you drop into that low alpha, you drop into that theta, that's what the world needs more of. Mm. Damn, doctor. (laughs) Mama mia. I mean, you hear people uh, saying sometimes the best way to get ahead is just to slow down. Yeah. And you go, come on. I got to hustle, baby. Things are happening. But you're right to be able to slow down and go for a float. You know, I, yeah. I love, I haven't done it in a year, but I, I love floating. Yeah. Sensor deprivation or meditating or these things seem, we don't give them enough credit. We don't. So we need yeah. to get our nervous system and our bodies and the whole thing. It's not sexy. You know? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. It's not sexy. Yeah. yeah. Sexy yeah. to hustle, right? And it's sexy to, <laughs> once you've manifested, created those things, whether mm-hmm. it's health, wealth, you know, family, whatever, it looks great yeah. on the outside. But, yeah. you know, ultimately it's, you know, where we are within ourselves and getting to that place. You know, I've, I've been on this journey. I mean, my journey has been interesting because I hit rock bottom when I was 18. Mm. So that's how all this, that's why all these questions came from. There was deep motivation. I did everything I was told to do and I just kept getting worse and I wasn't into alternative healing. I wasn't in neurology. I wasn't into quantum physics, but I was like, geez, <laughs> I don't like feeling this way. Yeah. So, you know, and that was 33 years ago for me. So, Having that experience, then it was like realizing that no, healing is cell regeneration, which is growth, which is evolution, which ultimately 
is why we're here as humans. And people who have the highest quality of life that feel those highest emotions, love, connection, you know, inspiration, gratitude, they've been on that journey. Regardless, you know, all these things around us, they're fine. But ultimately, it's not those things that bring us the happiness, mm. that bring us. That comes from within us. And I know from my learning is it has to do with this intelligence that lives within our nervous system. Mm. It's the expression of the essence of who we are that lives in our nervous system. That's why I call the mind-body like a temple. It's a vehicle. Mm. This is a vehicle so I can experience life. The more I take care of this vehicle, the more I can cruise through this beautiful, joyous experience called life, which is a beautiful thing, right? Yeah. Do you have some energy for a few more questions? I do, man. Good. Let's do it. Because uh, do you want to get a little woo-woo? Yeah. Okay? Let's do it. I feel like I want to get woo-woo with you. Let's get woo-woo. With, with, with everything you've known, everything you've learned, everything you've just described to us, um, and you just, you mentioned intelligence. Yeah. And... I'm curious to know what your what your thoughts are on this. Everything we are in. I'm, not, I'm going for the big questions. Oh, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Totally. Are we yeah. in a matrix? Are we in a simulation? Is uh, you know, what is it? Is it God? What kind of God? I mean, what is your? Because clearly, this is just this is just yeah. too wild. Yes. Everything you've described. Yeah. The the. Ah, the detail of the nervous system and how it works. I mean, this is not just some crazy wild. Yeah, it is. Um, so, I don't know. What do you think? So, I don't want to lead you too much, but yeah, what do you think about all this? My, my first, you know, response to that is, I don't know. Hmm. Like really, I don't know. Um, but based on everything I've experienced um, and I've had profound experiences um, out of this body experiences and, and, you know, helping people heal things that they were told, you know, they've been given a prognosis to get their affairs in order mm. and pure miracles and just everything under the sun that I've experienced. I truly believe that we each have a soul, which is an energy that lives within our nervous system. They've said, again, some studies have said this, that when we die, we're about 20-ish grams lighter so wow there's an energy that lives within this mind body and i mean instantly like if 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 i pass this moment and i was weighed a moment before a moment after they say i'm about 20 grams lighter so i say oh my god so you know here's where we get really no pun intended ooh. oh my yeah, god yeah <laughs> wow so 20 grams like what is that 20 grams i'm like that I believe, I think, is my life force, my soul, what animates. Like, you know, to get a little bit objective, I'll say all the masters of killing understood this. Like, if you go back in the day, like the, the Japanese, the samurai, what did they do to kill someone? They wouldn't chop off their hand, their arm. they chop off their head. Why? The connection of life force, the brain nervous system, gone instantly. Mm. The French, the guillotine. The English, hang. Uh, martial arts, I studied martial arts for 17 years. I don't know why they taught us this, but they did. Punch right to the upper cervical, fractures, upper cervical vertebrae, the odontoid goes straight into the spinal cord, instant death. Mm. 
Um, why you teach a kid that? And he's Damn. Man, I'm not sure, but <laughs> <laughs> what martial art was that? Uh, Jeet Kune Do. Oh my uh, god! Bruce Lee, same same. Uh, my bands I'm wearing right now. So you know, all the masters of killing understand. Like when you cut off, when I really say everything's energy, I mean that is everything is energy. It is energy, and so you know, I believe that we are here. So the soul can know itself, can experience itself, what it is through this sensory experience, physically, mentally, emotionally, um, spiritually. And I believe we are spiritual beings having a physical, mental, emotional simulation mm. called life. Mm. But we are spiritual beings. The spiritual beings having a human experience. Having a human experience. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, based on that understanding of coming here and, we, you know, we, you know, I'll share, oh man, I can't believe I'm sharing this story. But yes, let me make sure your mic's right on. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Kate will be like, get into the good stuff. Here we go. <laughs> so when we were, we were pregnant, when we had no children and uh, several months in, we'd lost the baby. Mm. And I mean... You want to talk about healthy lifestyle? I mean, sure, you can always improve, but I mean, it's been my life for three decades. I mean, Kate, you know, completely dialed in. I'm like, wow, this can even happen to us. And so someone, you know, gave us this book, and this person lived down in Washington State, and they actually just passed the, like two days before we got the book. But it was like this guy used to help couples who had a miscarriage and essentially his, I read the whole book and he want to talk about woo. It was definitely woo. And it made a lot of sense, but essentially there's souls that we hadn't fully called in. Hmm. And that soul enters a pregnant woman's body and then manifest into a being and the souls actually choose us. Like we say that to our daughters in Deer and Ocean, like, well, you chose us. I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> you <laughs> you chose to stick around. <laughs> yeah, you, you chose us as parents. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so it's almost like, you know, when you say, what is this, this matrix? So my kind of visualization is, you know, where there's like, I don't know, this energy world. Mm. And, and and that's the thing too. I believe that when people think of souls, they they still think of themselves in this physical body. Like it's just an energy. So like yeah. the field, you're a part of the field mm. of space. And how far is space? Space has no end. Like there's no there's no wall where space ends. Mm. Like space is space. And you want to think about intelligence. I mean, we're in the Milky Way, and you think about. And I know people can talk about whatever round world, flat world. I have no idea, but I haven't looked into that stuff. But there's the Milky Way, a galaxy, and there's literally tens of thousands of galaxies like the Milky Way in space. So, like, think about that. Like, I am less than a grain of sand. Like, that's how significant I am in my life. Like, that's how insignificant I think of myself because I'm literally smaller than a grain of sand in this entire cosmos. So... I'm having this human experience that came from this energy. And once I have this human experience, I will return to that energy. And a part of this human experience is the evolution of the soul. Oh, here's where I'm going to get really woo-woo. Yes. I believe 
you know, based on the work I've done, putting my hands on tens and thousands of people, the entire nervous system holds the history of that soul's entire evolutionary beings. Boom. There it is, folks. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> wow. Like, I believe that. Wow. Now, can Did I... Did you pick up on that? Or what, what makes you think that that's the case? I believe that's the case because there's been people that have experienced stresses, traumas, challenges that are not of this world. Hmm. My upbringing was fine. My parents were good, this, that. And there's so much trauma in their system. That you... Okay. That both they're aware of, they're deeply in sympathetic tone that I picked up on. And could I prove that? Can I objectively state that? Absolutely not. Hmm. Yet, you know, through, you know, experience. And, and one of the things I get to do is I get to sort of guide, mentor, you know, healthcare practitioners. So then the cohort of all the people they see, tens and thousands of people. So then I get a cohort of all these people directly and indirectly that I've been able to support and work with, whether it's directly or indirectly. And it, so much, when, when that idea came to me, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Mm. And again, like, there's no way we could set up a little scientific experiment yeah. to prove that. <laughs> <I> no, <laughs> no, no grant you know, is going to yeah, quite yeah, cover no, that. No grant is going to cover that one, but... But yeah, like if we get woo-woo and we start talking about, you know, ideas and opinions, that's what I believe. Yeah. I do wow. believe that. Have you had psychedelic experiences? You know, my first 18 years of life, I I was raised on the other side of the tracks. Crime, violence, addictions. And I was raised in the poorest postal code in the 70s and 80s mm. in this country. Okay. And... It's my polite way of saying I was on outside in, I was addicted to drugs, pretty much did drugs every day between age 14 and 18. And through all my learnings and teaching, so obviously I went through an addiction pattern there and I'm in a place, I've been in a place and I am in a place now where I know anything from the outside that can activate something on the inside I can release innately by myself. Mm, okay. I just need to get my nervous system biology there. That's been a big part of my personal path. Mm. So I've consciously made the decision for me, it's not been a part of my journey to mm. get into psychedelics mm. for that reason. Yeah. Um, now, have I had psychedelic-like experiences? Absolutely. So remember, like for example, like, you know, back in the day, like I'll talk about my old life, cocaine. Yeah. Hammer a few lines. Well, guess what? There's a receptor in me that gets activated from taking that external exogenous drug that gets activated and because I have a receptor. That means my body can naturally create a neuropeptide neurotransmitter to bind to that receptor so I can have that experience. Hmm. I don't need to hammer that line. Right. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. same thing with that mm-hmm. in terms of that. Yeah. So I guess, I guess it's my polite way of saying, actually, do you know Michael Beckwith? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course. he has yeah, agape and, uh, you know, spiritual teacher. He said something. This is his words. He said, when you rely on something on the outside, like, you know, drugs is that, yeah. to invoke something on the inside, he said, it's an unearned experience. Hmm. 
versus right. do you yeah. know what I mean? Like Yeah, I totally and it's to- it's totally fine to have a glimpse. Yeah. Like if you want to have a glimpse, go nuts. Then go back and start doing the work right. to get there. Yeah, yeah. So I've just chosen to get the glimpse another way and then do the work to allow my system yeah. what did I say in the beginning? Because once you experience that kid, you now have the program. So it's like I've been training my physiology my nervous system for over three decades where now i have these programs my nervous system says oh there's the riding bike program i'm going to push play oh here is the deep theta coherence program here is the manifestation program it's all there Mm. and that's available for all of us right here's the health healing human potential program see it's like the matrix Mm -hmm. you know like i know kung fu Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> it's like it, it, yeah. that, that, that's like the nervous system. Mm. Like that's how amazing it is. Yeah. Yeah. No. Cause yeah, I, I, it's funny. I was talking about this with someone the other day and they were talking about God and I said, yeah, I've always wondered of whether I believed in God or not. And then I, I, I've had one like hardcore psychedelic experience. I, yeah. I do microdosing tell, tell sometimes. Tell me about it. Um, DMT. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once. Dimethyltrephanine. So yeah. that, I, pineal gland, pure consciousness. Yeah. Was, Tell me about it. Was it was wild. I mean, it, yeah. was, it was years in the making where, simply because I couldn't find it. It was really yeah. hard to find. Yeah. And so I spent years watching documentaries and, you know, watching YouTube videos of people and experiences. And the Joe Rogan's got his famous rant about it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then when finally the phone rang from a trusted friend who said, dude, I found DMT. <laughs> Some hippies are making it on the island. I went, what? <laughs> They're making it out of organic grass. I went, oh, oh, oh. I, I couldn't even believe I'd yeah. given up hope on that experience. Anyways, long story short, did the the DMT. And as careful as you were, I, mean, I was so excited. I think we must have mismeasured and put the decimal <laughs> in the wrong. It's funny how the decimal moves one place and it really can. We bought the special scale. Anyways, long story short, what's what's supposed to be like they say a seven minute trip right. yeah because it's short was like 20 and, minutes oh wow which is highly unusual yes um yeah and my trip buddy who was my friend who was yeah. holding me in his arms yeah uh when that all happened he was ready to call 911 because he's like we in all of our years of watching videos no one has ever had a 20 minute trip he found one blog frantically on his phone that said right. the trip was 20 minutes and then he said okay i wait till 20 minutes anyways i mean i blasted off and and i was it's really hard to put into words. Yeah. But it was as if I was in a supercomputer that was more real, like where I went was more real than this. Right. <laughs> it was almost like 12K yeah. or something. Yeah. When I came back, I made the comparisons. It's like I went where I went it was like 12K and where I am now, this reality is like a VHS tape. Yes. Like. Or an 8-track. Right, an 8-track. <laughs> Where the great philosophers and great thinkers talk about that our reality is an illusion. Yeah. And then we need to wake up to who we really are. You know, all those poetic things that are said yeah. in, in amazing manuscripts yeah. suddenly rang true. I'm like, wow, this life that we're in, we, it, this is a dream state. This is the, the great illusion, yes. as some people have called it. And I traveled to what I felt was like, you know, the real raw reality. And things were in shapes that were like 5D or I didn't even understand what was Ge- happening. Geometrical, right? Yeah, like almost yes. like sacred geometry yes, in a way. sacred geometry, yeah. And um, I was at one point, of course, I'm my consciousness is still 
you know, I'm detached from my human existence, but my consciousness is still yeah. interpreting what's happening. And of course, the first thought is, oh, great. Now my family is going to get a report that I dried from, died from an OD. Like, I thought it was dead. I thought, it, I honestly thought it was dead. Oh, wow. I'm like, this is so, I was so sad. I'm like, it took me a few minutes to get over that, first of all. I probably wasted 18 of the 20 minutes oh, wow. being sad that my family now is going to get the report that I'm dead. I'm another statistic, this whole thing. Right. Um, so I, and I, you kind of give into this astonishment of like, <laughs> I'm dead. <clears throat> the other thing I came away with was I could, I would think something and I would see that thought materialize, like build, like little sacred geometry pieces would go and build. I would think a thought and I would see a build. And I, and I, what I took away from that was like, whoa, I'm witnessing manifestation in its purest form. And once I put all the pieces together, my, my thought is that when we meditate on something or manifest something and focus yeah. on something and feel the grain in the hardwood floor and smell the paint is that that's actually starts to really build mm -hmm. in a dimension outside of our realm of visual light or whatever, or what we can interpret. And then as it builds and builds and builds and builds, then we have to, with applied pressure in the same way, yeah. pull it into this 3D reality. And that's the, when, that's the manifestation when we finally get to see it, get to be in the new house or whatnot. Yeah. But when I was on DMT, I was just watching, like, I would just think, I don't know, thinking a thought and you would start to build and I'd be like, whoa, what's happening? Um, Amazing. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Well, thanks for, thanks for listening, man. Um, the other thought I, I, I had was, okay, there is a God. There's a God, there's a great architect. Whatever this is, is like, um, you know, I don't know, some kind of matrix or, or whatever, however you want to phrase some it. Some kind of simulation. Some kind of simulation or something. Yeah. And, and not to, when you say the word simulation, not to take away from what this is. It's yeah. not saying that this is all fake. Yeah. It is what it is, but it's maybe more, almost kind of more magical than what we even really have thought of. Yeah. Um, so that was my, that was my experience. I'll tell you when I opened my eyes <laughs> and my, my best buddy was looking down at me and I was looking at him like I was a newborn baby ready to suckle. <laughs> I was so grateful to be back. You're like, sweet. I'm my like, wife, my wife's not going to be mad I'm like, at me. Dude, I'm not dead. And he is, he was sweating profusely. He's like, oh my God, you're not dead. Um, but yeah, what, a, what an experience. And the last thing I'll say about that is that I almost felt like when I was talking to a guy the other day about, um, we were talking about religion and God. And I said, you know, it's funny that, you know, the, the basis of, you know, believing in God is that you have to have faith. It's like you believe in something you haven't seen. Right. And I thought, oh, I feel a little bit, you know, a little bit of guilt that it almost took me seeing to believe. Like I cheated a little bit. Right. You know, so I don't know if there's anything to that, but having a glimpse of a peek behind the curtain, as they say sometimes, yeah. I was like, okay, there's, there's, there's something like real to all this. Yeah. And that has sparked my, and, and that was the germination of my, I'm not a religious guy. I don't go to church, but it, now I go, okay, whatever God is, I don't know what God is, yeah. but there is a God or a great architect or an intelligent design or something. There at play here. There is an intelligent mm. design. And the thing, th again, thank you so much for sharing that. Mm. And, the universal thing that I've experienced with people that, you know, share that experience with me. And when, when we have the ability to go into these deep 
coherent. You experience a lot of what we talked about today. Mm. Deep coherence, deep parasympathetic. All your neural centers are, you know, sacred geometry. We are sacred geometry. We start to see these geometric patterns. Why is that? It's like universal. Everybody I speak to sees these geometric patterns. Mm. So it almost goes back to what I shared about, well, only 5% of our nervous system sees this reality. And like you said, we slightly look behind the curtain. You looked behind the 95%. Mm. It's like I'm looking at these geometric patterns right behind you, actually. Right on the wall, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on the wall. And I'm like, wow, there they are. It's like, but but it's interesting, right? So like, it's almost like, you know, so for me, you know, this, the ancient texts call it this illusion. And I'd like to think it's kind of like what I said about like positive thinking. It's, mm-hmm. it's cool and it's deeply incomplete. So our experience is incomplete until we start to tap into that 95%. And like when you talk about that, like, so the pineal gland, that's, I call it the sixth neural center. And it is the part of our nervous system responsible for consciousness. Hmm. So right now you and I have the blinders on and we live in this 5% reality. You had an experience where the blinders came completely off Hmm. and it was like, whoa, like you could see the building box, the matrix of what's around us. Hmm. And that's a beautiful thing. And I believe that that is why we're actually here hmm. to, to see more, to experience more. So the soul can know itself because hmm. that is, because we can only see, oh God, here's, I don't know if you want to open this can, but he, <laughs> open, open, open. So, so it's like, what happens kid is, you know, when you think about the past again, and we haven't processed that information. It lives within our nervous system. Our nervous system is our perceptual lens. We now see through that lens. I'll give you a classic example. Work with a woman. Um, she was a model, incredibly attractive. Uh, she's about 21, 22 years old. And it's like, oh, so, you know, do you have a partner relationship? She's like, no, no relationship. And uh, no, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend. She's like, no. Um, it's like, okay. And I could tell there was a story there. Well, it turns out she's from the States when she was in grade 11, started dating, guy played football. She was in grade 12. He was in college. He cheated on her. So without her even knowing it, and this came out in the process, all men can't be trusted. Men cheat on their girlfriends. Mm. Men are no good, et cetera, et cetera. But she has. So now every time she sees a guy, of course, she's like, yeah, well, I wouldn't mind finding a partner. But, you know, if she's out with friends guy approaches her right away her lens is i can't trust this guy Mm. because her nervous system is in the biology of being cheated on by her ex-boyfriend so why am i sharing this we can only see what is within this beautiful technology this soul this nervous system So what you experience out there and you shared your beautiful experience is only what is in here. And so that's where, you know, we start to open, like we open up, like, you know, we're both on a parenting journey and I realize like, wow, 
so much of what I want to do by default as a father is actually how my parents raised me. My parents are old school Indians, <laughs> like from India, right. <laughs> like Jesus, <laughs> that worked at factories when I was an East man in crime, violence, and addictions. And, you know, I, I was raised by my streets. I was parented, P-E-E-R, into it. Mm. I wasn't parented because they were right. just not. Oh, oh I've heard that before. Yeah. Parented. Yeah. So you're either parented or parented. My parents worked at a factory. I mean, you were parented. Parented. I had an older brother. We'd come home from school. We'd make our own dinner. They'd tuck us in. We'd go to bed in the morning. We'd see them. I mean, they did that six days a week. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, (laughs) it's like go out in the street and figure it out. You know, like that's what we did. Um, but I realized so much of my reflex parenting was what I grew up with. And I'm like, shit, that's not me. That's not who I am. And, you know, I stopped that pattern again. It's like this whole thing where, no, we're constantly healing, integrating, processing our past. But when we have that conscious awareness, because, again, that's what I was seeing. I was like, oh, well, and I'm thinking, well, you know, that's not bad. You know, like what they're doing is not bad, but because what I'm making it because of my upbringing, what I saw in my environment, I'm making it that. Mm. And, you know, I mean, like my kids are like, they're raising West Van. Right. They go to Waldorf school. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they're, Not exactly they're, your upbringing. Yeah. Right? Not, they're they're kind, of, kind of the opposite of my upbringing. Yeah. 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 Wow. So we're only able to see what is within us. What is, is what you're us. saying? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. So to jump back, so when from when I had my DMT experience, was I was I seeing what was inside me? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So as I grow and evolve, I'm not sure if I'm really willing to dabble in the DMT thing again. That was a, maybe a one time thing. It's a beautiful glimpse, um, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful glimpse. But technically, if if I did it again in 20 years, yeah, and I was full of growth, and I I would maybe see, I would see more see more okay interesting okay so to make sure i was picking up what you're putting down and and i mean this the reason why i'm sharing this because you asked the question suki like like what are we is this a matrix simulation so this is alluding back to that yeah because i really think this whole journey of you know why do we experience symptoms sickness disease sadness depression why do we experience love connection wholeness vitality um you know it's not from an absence of kale (laughs) <laughs> with all due respect <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you sure i'm from vancouver man <laughs> but you know what i'm saying right yeah, yeah. like sure you know don't get me wrong i eat healthy i take care of myself as best i know how to and um but ultimately there's intangibles yeah that are there that you know you know one of the reasons why i have such a healthy lifestyle because i don't want to pollute the expression of my experience. Mm-hmm. But you make a good point because, and we laugh, but some people are putting all their focus on that. Yeah. Like they think that's all they got to do. Yeah. Is eat healthy and go yeah. to yoga. Yeah. Or, or to the gym or whatever. And it's like, that's what they got to do. And they're ignoring everything yeah. else, which is really the real meat. It's the real meat. Uh, yeah. and, 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 you know, I get a glimpse into that because foundationally, you know, I, you know, health, I've worked in healthcare for 23 years. So I get the opportunity to see so many different things. And obviously that's grown and evolved in different, different areas of my life. But 
on paper, I seen so many people that are doing all the right things, yet there is an absence of health and vitality in their experience, mm. in their energy, in their objective markers, blood tests, CAT scans, MRIs, etc. And you see this enough times and you start to realize, well, that's great. You have that piece dialed in. Now, let's look at this other piece, which is a lot of what we talked about. Mm-hmm. Where's your nervous system? Because it controls everything. Mm-hmm. You know, even like if you're, if, if you're, you know, your thoracic spine, your third neural center has patterns built up and you're taking, you're eating all this beautiful food and supplements. Well, what if you can't digest 80 or 90% of what's coming in? Mm. You're wasting a lot of money. Mm, mm. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. and then all of a sudden you open that up, your nervous system can now extract that, you know, move, you know, the energy to your mitochondria, your cells, et cetera, et cetera. And now you start to experience some of that health and vitality. That's why we all need a hope dealer. We all need a hope dealer. Come on, man. So <laughs> is that what, is that what you do in your day job? Do you, you coach people? Or yeah, just you a know, quick background and like people are, cause quick background. Yeah. Cause you say all this stuff yeah, and this is such a great reminder. I mean, first of all, 20% was a reminder. 80% was like <laughs> new information going, Oh my God, this is so great. But I'm so inspired to focus on that part of my being again. Right. Cause I've been in, in so much, uh, in beta mode, as you yeah. say, yeah. and forgetting to drop into that low alpha, um, theta. Totally. Um, yeah. Which again, like I was beating myself up for not being in that zone for, for a few, not revisiting that for, you know, four years. You almost nailed it down to the year. Yeah. You're pretty good. There you go. Um, so this, I'm really inspired to, to focus more of my energy on that. Awesome. Um, but it's, th- this is why you need like a coach because we get in these I always habits. Say, man, I always say, who, who needs a coach? Nobody. Who needs a coach? Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Cause you just, we just have, we are just go, go, go. And we creatures of habit or whatever. So, so are you a, a coach for hire for lack of a better term? Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I have, I have a number. Of, I mean, I'm like, I've been through that path, you know, pre pre COVID. I was like speaking, I've spoken North America, South America, Europe, audiences, different sizes. Um, I'm best selling author. Um, foundationally I was typical, you know, I had a practice. I was there full time, six days a week. Um, I still have practice very part time. I have a big online community um, where I teach these principles, but really in that online community is where I move from theory to practice. Because in the end, like we talked about a bunch of ideas. Right. Ideas are a dime a dozen. If we can start to put into action what I do, so in this online community where I have the opportunity to work with people all over the world and they come in and do that, um, it's beautiful. And the changes people start to make, because I'll even say, you know, whether, you know, it's been working with people remotely online or in person, I haven't treated, I haven't fixed a single person or condition. They have healed themselves. We are self healing, regulating organisms. Mm. We are. So I don't take the credit. I just, here's the path. Please walk down it. This is what you need to do. You can start to plug it in. Of course, you know, I support people in that shape or form where I'm able to do that. And it's a beautiful thing because literally you're seeing people ultimately begin to transform their life. Yeah. You know, invite in 
those higher emotions, more love, more connection, more coherence, more parasympathetic tone. The down trickle effect is the cells, tissues, organs, and systems begin to regenerate and reorganize over time. Remember, we're brand new every seven years. Mm. Every seven years, you get to trade in your vehicle. You get to mm. go to the human lot, not the car lot. <laughs> right. you get, we're trading in this guy, yeah. getting a brand new one. It's a wild thought. All the brand new features, wow. you know, heated wow. seats. I don't know what's what's going on in cars these days. I don't even know. I don't know. They drive themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? There, there you go. Yeah, well, this has been great. Yeah. This has been awesome. Awesome. Um, I can't believe uh, that just at Dr. Suki was available on Instagram. Yeah, I know. How was it even available? I don't know. I someone would have snagged it. Well, and, and, and they, well, here's the funny thing. Like, you know, when it comes to like online, being online, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I have like two, maybe three people following me. <laughs> like zero <laughs> online. Cause, cause I'm like, you know, I always say to people, you know, it's important to understand my professional career began two years before Facebook came out. Right. So like I'm, from a whole nother era and everything I was doing, it was going and, you know, pumping and I was speaking and this, all these beautiful things happening. Yeah. Um, and then the world shuts down. Mm. And so then all of a sudden, Hey, I can't go live. I can't get people in a room, live events. Cause that was a thing. Yeah. And so we just did a beautiful transition, you know, kind of like you transition, Dude, it's you know, great. transitioned online. Now I get a little hitty every day on Instagram. <laughs> There oh, it's go. amazing. There you yeah, go. Just, uh, I've yeah. recently, I've never been on, I'm not on TikTok, but I'm on TikTok. <laughs> I'm doing short form. Yeah, I know. TikTok. I know, right? I know. I'm like, I'm in the same boat. <laughs> I'm like, I know. There he is. There he is. I mean, you got to, you got to follow him. I guess you guys can't see this, but no. yeah. Um, I get a little, I see, that's what's funny is that when you walked in the studio today, I'm yeah. like, I feel like I already know this guy. I, I, I'm on your Instagram every day. That's awesome. But dude, this has been great to geek out. And honestly, I think this, we have to do this again. Oh, we'll mind. totally do it again. I'd um, love to. This has been amazing. Yeah. Well, I, can't, I can't think of, is there anything that um, we haven't mentioned that you wanted to, to, to promote or plug or your latest book or is there anything else we can just throw out yeah. there? Because people are going to want to now be in touch with you. Totally. They're going to want more of you. Awesome. Like there's going to yeah. be a lot of uh, seeds planted today and inspiration it's well, gonna happen you, you here. Can follow me on socials, Instagram. Yeah. That's good. I'm on TikTok too. And, uh, you know, more than anything, you come to my website, drsuki.com. And uh, wherever you are in the world, if what we talked about resonates with you and you feel like you want some guides, some information, and more importantly, move from theory to practice. Because mm. that's ultimately what happened. You know, plug this in, plug it in for six months, a year, and watch the changes unfold mm -hmm. and be able to do that. And there's a whole community of people doing that, and you can get access to that at drsuki.com. Brother, this is amazing, dude. Awesome, Thank you man. so much. Yeah, Very grateful. Appreciate you too. Awesome. Appreciate Thank you. you for doing this. Yeah.